Does Africa have the potential for regional value chains? From over 1,200 cities and 130 countries. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Rithidong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial News, and you can find me at Rithidong. How can the African nations invest in high added value sectors and develop regional value chains to stimulate industrialization? Can African countries adopt flexible and targeted industrial policies to drive robust and sustainable industrialization on the continent? Professor Oluale Okunola from the University of Ibadan gives us answers to this question. The fact that we are producing doesn't mean that we are producing at optimal level. The fact that we are shunning something out doesn't mean that we are at what we call efficient level. We need to do mass production, and that's the word for industrialization. We need to produce for the market. And yes, we will have to start from the little one, just the way she said. But what we need to take note before we go into that, to actually do industrial policy, you need policy consensus because uh, you need government, you need private sector, you need NGO, you need labor. So it doesn't happen automatically. There is need for long-term investment. We've been talking about that since morning. There is need for infrastructure, not only for production, but also to be able to trade at the most efficient level. This case of infrastructure is very important for regional value chain. The issue of trade cost, which is very high, can actually be traced to lack of regional infrastructure or what if you look at investment in those infrastructure. I remember if we are talking about regional value chain, this is a situation where part of a product we have to cross the border more than once. And the more you cross the border, the more you accumulate cost. So if we don't address things like trade cost, it will not be possible to do the kind of regional value chain that people are doing and are making profit out of it. So there is need for policies to address some of these things, not only trade cost. For most of the countries that we know, they've signed AFCFTA, they've deposited the instrument, but the implementation is where we are. The need to actually mainstream such agreement, not only AFCFTA, there are others, investment policy, international development strategies. That is when you can guarantee that it should be implemented at all. So what we have now is we have so many instruments. We have so many people discussing about industrialization, but not in a coordinated fashion. For regional evaluation, for example, we need a leader who will be able to take the risk. And we need suppliers around the continent to be able to supply. How do we know how much we need in terms of seed, in terms of rubber, in terms of glass? That is what I mean by coordinated version. Right now, until we have strong regional industrial policies that have been implemented, strong regional investment policies that have been implemented, because I know we have those policies in most of the regional economic communities in Africa. But the bane of the issue is not being implemented. 
Yes. The other one that uh, we have to take note is it is no longer business as usual, as late comma to industrialization. There are some things we need to take into consideration. Green industrialization is the intent. We cannot pollute as people used to pollute before. We need to do what is correct. Then there is also the shift in industrial paradigms that we need to take note. Um, now people are using ICT to be able to not only trade, even production. When you are moving your goods from somewhere, you can track your ship. We need to invest in all those uh, infrastructure. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Gross foreign exchange reserves in South Africa reached an all-time high of $62.5 billion in December of 2023, up from $61.7 billion in the previous month. Increases were seen in foreign currency reserves, gold reserves and SDRs. Meanwhile, the forward position representing the central banks and settled or swap transactions remained at change at $0.5 billion. Egypt's current account deficit narrowed by 12.1% to $2.8 billion in the third quarter of 2023 from $3.2 billion in corresponding period of the previous year. This services surplus propelled by the growth in both Suez Canal transit receipts and tourism revenues rose to $5.2 billion. Tourism revenue increased to $4.5 billion from $4.1 billion and Suez Canal revenue went up to $2.4 billion from $2 billion. Meanwhile, crude oil exports experienced a rise to $299.6 million, while natural gas exports decreased to $2 billion and oil product exports fell to $393.8 million. Additionally, remittances from Egyptian workers abroad dropped to $4.5 billion from $6.4 billion and net Foreign direct investment inflows reduced to $2.3 billion from $3.3 billion. And a quick trip around Africa. The Food and Agriculture Food Price Index fell to 118.5 in December of 2023, the lowest since February of 2021, from a downwardly revised 120.3 in November. Cost of vegetable oils dropped by 1.4 due to the lower prices across palm, soy, rapeseed and sunflower seed oils. Sugar plunged 16.6 to its lowest level in nine months, driven by strong production in Brazil. Also, meat prices dropped 1% to the lowest since May 2021, as pig meat prices fell due to persistent weak import demand from Asia. On the other hand, cost of cereals went up 1.5% as wheat export prices increased for the first time in five months supported by weather-related logistical disruptions and tensions in the Black Sea. Also, dairy prices increased 1.6% due to higher price quotations for butter, whole milk powder and cheese. The cost of insuring vessels that will transit the Red Sea jumped up again this week after mounting attacks in the region forced some ships to avoid the vital waterway. Cover has now surged up by 0.5% of the value of a ship's hull, according to people involved in the market. That's a sharp increase from earlier this month where costs were pegged at around 0.1 to 0.2% of the hull value. So-called water risk rates are generally quoted as a percentage of the value of the ship for a period that the vessel is trading in risky areas. That figure climbed up more than tenfold from before the attacks escalated in earnest. On Monday, London insurers expanded the regions within the Red Sea that are designated as risky, a move that effectively boosts the area in which war cover is needed for a vessel 
costing a million dollars, an expense of 0.5% translates to an insurance cost of 500,000 US dollars per voyage. This applies to all merchandise ships entering routes in the Southern Red Sea or Gulf of Aden. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Rithadome.